Hey everybody, I am just delighted to welcome you to the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts talk about one minute of the greatest Christmas movie ever made, the 1988 John McTiernan-directed movie, Die Hard. I'm Curtis Blaze of the Better Off Dead Minute and the Clue Minute Podcasts. And I'm Jason Hummel of the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast and Mondo Confidential. Today we're talking about Die Hard Minute 1, which starts with the classic 20th Century Fox logo and ends with John McClane nervously clutching the armrest of his seat on a jet landing in Los Angeles. Seconds 0 through 20 are nothing but Fox logo and fanfare. Heroic, heraldic fanfare. The 20th Century Fox logo has been tagged at the beginning of some of the best movies ever made. Star Wars. Alien. Smokey the Bandit. <laughs> yes, The Fly. Why aren't we doing the Smokey and the Bandit Minute? It's a good question. Be a good place for my uh, Burt Reynolds laugh. <laughs> After we get through the logo, we move on to the beginning of the titles. Seconds 20 through 28 show us that this is a Gordman Company and Silver Pictures production. Yep, Joel Silver. Joel Silver, of course, known for not only Die Hard, but V for Vendetta. The Matrix. This guy, Predator. Lethal Weapon. The list really goes on and on. Yep. You know, this guy was no lightweight when he came to Die Hard. He'd already had under his belt The Warriors, Xanadu, 48 (laughs) Hours. Streets of Fire. Weird Science, Commando. Jumpin' Jack Flash. (laughs) They weren't screwing around when they got Joel Silver. Nope. This guy just was the 80s. Yeah, quintessentially 80s. He didn't really have much of a misfire until... Uh, 1994. Richie Rich. Well, Hudson Hawk. How dare you? (laughs) I will not have you speak ill of Hudson Hawk around me. (laughs) And we're going to pretend that he didn't produce Predator (laughs) 2. The next shot, going from seconds 28 to 41, is a beautiful warm shot of a jet landing at sunset, with the titles A John McTiernan Film over it. Yeah, it's such a, such a gorgeous shot. Must have been taken in, a, like, magic hour. According to the commentary, the movie commentary on the Blu-ray, this uh, scene is actually just filmed on an airplane that's being towed around in circles. Not the landing scene, but everything from inside of the jet. All the interior shots. That surprises me that they needed to do that to make it seem more real. Yeah. You think they were just done a process shot? Or even just... Have a screen, a projection. Yeah. Movies just aren't what they used to be. (laughs) They just aren't made the way they used to be made. Nope. It's all with your computers now. John McTiernan, of course, the director, had a very interesting run. Contributed in no small way to uh, 80s action and continuing into the 90s. Most notable for me is The Last Action Hero. One of the most underrated, I think, maybe action movies ever made. Criminally underrated. Definitely underappreciated in its time. I think it's experiencing a bit of a revival. It took 24 years, but people seem to be catching up with what he was putting out there. Yeah, I think it was just prescient. It probably didn't help that he made Rollerball. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, how are you going to remake a movie that wasn't that great to begin with? You know, (laughs) sorry if there's any Rollerball fans out there. Well, yeah, but that brings up a slightly off-topic discussion. Why remake movies that are good and don't need to be remade? Why not just take good concepts and make good movies out of them? 
Yeah. Is that so hard? On the commentary during these uh, seconds, 28 to 41, McTiernan said that his first concern was making sure that the villains not be too mean. He said that he he wasn't going to agree to do the film until he figured out how to put some joy into it. Which it turns out all he really had to do was just buy the license to Ode to Joy. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Yeah, he wanted to make it more of a summer movie. You know, summer entertainment. Terrorist plot is a little heavy. So, you know, he decided to make them just thieves out for money. Which, you know, kind of makes Die Hard a caper flick on their side of the equation. Which is, it's easy, kind of easier to get behind that and have fun with it. Well, it goes without saying that it was a success. Oh, yeah. This takes us up to the end of the minute, Jason. John McClane clutching the seat rest. White knuckle in it. Recognize that businessman? Yes, I do. You don't like flying, do you? What gives you that eye? <laughs> and there the minute ends. Robert Lesser. Yes, the businessman was played by Robert Lesser who I always think of, besides this role, I think of him as the um, dad that doesn't see the mummy on the Monster Squad. The most maddening scene of all kids' movies. (laughs) It's right there! (laughs) Come on, Dad. Just turn your head. Turn your head. This movie came out in 1988. Yes. That was the year the world was originally (laughs) Rickrolled. Oh, yeah. And he hasn't let us down since. And he's never going to give us up, either. Interestingly, the number one song was Faith by George Michael. Yep, it was omnipresent. The average income in 1988 was $24,000. The average monthly rent was $420. A gallon of gas cost 91 cents. Wow, unfathomable. That was the year that Iraq carried out a poison gas attack on the Kurds, leading into the Gulf War in the 90s. Yeah, we were, for a while there, we were still worrying about the Libyans. Yeah, there was that song... About Gaddafi Duck. <laughs> 88 was such an amazing year for movies. We could just sit here and read a list to you, and it just and it would go on for minutes. Yeah. Heathers. Beetlejuice. Willow. The oh, great. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Willow, man? It's been a while since you watched it, huh? Yeah, only about 30 years. Makes me a little worried for the upcoming uh, Han Solo flicks. We'll see how Ron Howard does. Coming to America. Rain Man. Oh, my God. Fish Called Wanda. The number one movie of that year, of course, was Beetlejuice, which already has a minute podcast, if I remember right. I believe so. A pretty good one. Yes. You know what another good minute podcast is? Better off dead minute. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Well, that's all we got for this minute, Jason, that we've been honored to, to launch. Honor and a privilege. We've got four more of these this week, and then we're going to switch to... I don't know who the hosts are going to be for week two. Do we know that? I guess we don't. No, we don't. Jason, where can people connect with you at? Well, they can find me on Twitter at at JasonHummel9, which means there's at least eight other dudes with my name, which is kind of staggering. What about you, Curtis? Uh, just I'm reachable by my name, Curtis Blaze, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-L-O-E-S, on Facebook. And I'm public figure otherwise besides this so I don't have any privacy issues blah 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 people can whatever uh, don't forget to follow the Die Hard Minute on Twitter at Die Hard Minute at the Die Hard Minute with a podcast listeners limo on Facebook and at DieHardMinute.com 
If you'd like to catch up on other Movies by Minute podcasts, visit moviesbyminute.com for more information. Join us tomorrow for Minute 2, when we don't hear John McClane say, that bear is too young. Until then, I'm Jason Hummel. And I'm Curtis Blaze. Merry Christmas from Nakatomi Plaza. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.